Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic, em- uh, Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Will. How are you today, sir? Bright suns. I am doing well. Staying warm in this cold, cold, you know, north northeast weather, but doing yes. good. Yeah, yeah. Doing- I, I understand that. Being in the Midwest, you know, we... Uh, this time of year, we uh, we sometimes like to do our our Hoth impersonation. Yes. Yeah. Well, I couldn't. I, I'm not. Comp- I'm certainly not complaining. It's a, you know, it's just because I know the people in the wet, especially people over by the lakes. Uh, you know, the, oh, the yeah. lake effects and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, there is some serious cold out your way, but uh, but no, nonetheless, it we it was noticeable. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It was very yeah. noticeable. So we're doing all right though. Yeah. Good. good. <clears throat> so uh, before we get started on our look at episode chapter five of the book of boba fett uh i understand you have some collecting news to talk Whoop. that you want to talk about uh yes i do um i was um the the big i'm if you call it news i mean it was reported that uh hasbro has renewed its licensing agreement with lucasfilm there was a little bit of uh question question marks about whether they were going to do that but uh, they have decided to do it. I'm not sure how long it is. They didn't really give a lot of details, except that they do plan, in addition to, I would assume, um, continuing to release Star Wars-related merchandise, they're going to also do Indiana Jones um, in conjunction in conjunction with the, um, the new movie that's coming out in 2023. So there was a lot of speculation about whether or not we'd be seeing Black Series size six inch size uh indiana jones figures so that's really cool uh they did they the the indiana jones i mean which i know this is a star wars related podcast but i always find indiana jones is kind of like the the favorite cousin of star wars yeah 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 i I, I mean i you they're they're definitely a correlation both being uh lucasfilm properties uh, right even though you know indiana jones was directed by steven spielberg but yeah, you still could. You could definitely see the in, the George Lucas stamp on it, right? As far and, as as know. well as the John Williams, mm-hmm. Ben Burt, all the a lot of the the yeah. same people, the same artisans and and craftsmen that uh, worked on uh, the Galaxy Far Far Away also were um, had their heavy hand in. Uh, and the look and feel and design yeah. of it. So, so that's that's uh, pretty cool. So I was happy. Did you to ever hear... see the uh, the comic they did where it was a crossover between Indiana Jones and um, Star Wars? A little crossover where the the Millennium Falcon crashes and Han dies, and later on, in like it's supposed to be like the 1930s, Indy finds the crashed spaceship. Yes, and starts hearing the stories of the. Sasquatch, and it turns out that's simply Chewbacca, right in the Northwest, you know, yeah. around the Northwest. And in addition, there was a, a fun thing that they did uh, in Disney World, in um, uh, when they closed down uh, Star Tours to get renovated, mm-hmm. they had a big, huge, like last tour of Endor party in in Hollywood Studios in correlation with um, when Star Wars Celebration was happening in Orlando. Yeah. So it was this ticketed event. So I went to it and what they have this attraction there called Indiana, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, 
which mm-hmm. is just basically like they go through the first the Indiana Jones and uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark film, the and they kind of basically do like this like a stunt show of that whole thing, and they kind of talk about how they do the stunts and that type of thing. So what they did was they basically put a a an overlay over that, and they called it I think it was something like Raiders of the Lost Jedi Temple of Doom or something like that, and and the and the premise was that these two young filmmakers. Uh, both they were they, there was a contest to make a, a great uh, you know fan film, and yeah. these two guys tied. One was one did a Star Wars fan film, the other one did an Indiana Jones fan film. So they oh. decided to make it, put it in, mash them together, and they kind of argued what they should do. And you have Indiana Jones like meeting Han Solo, and you know, and it it was it was a, a hoot. It was a one wow. night only thing. You could probably find it on YouTube if you look for it because it was probably. it was cool. So, but with yeah. that, um, so yeah, so that was good, and we were happy to hear that. Hopefully, hopefully, Hasbro will get their act together when it comes to um, distribution and how much they, how many items. Um, it's just been one sad story after another. Because, and again, I don't want to get too deep down the rabbit hole with this. Uh, I talk about this on my channel a lot, but um, you know, Hasbro. The shorthand of it is that ever since Toys R Us closed. Uh, has in this country, Hasbro has um, had a hard time getting product out to people. They they have ex- you know they do all these they tons and tons of online exclusives, but if you don't get on the website at, of this store or that store within the second of everything opening up, it just sells out completely. Yeah. And and you know it, it's just been hard. And you know we we you know so we just I've taken a, an approach of like as a collector, I'm like you know what, I'm not going to stress about it. I, and I don't, I don't, but I do hope that Hasbro will try to improve that and maybe an extended licensee would help with that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, excited yeah. about that though. The Indiana Jones thing. I love, they did release figures for the, when, when Crystal Skull came out, they released figures, a whole series of them from all the movies. And so a couple of small play sets and small deluxe sets. And, and I collected some of them. They were really nice. It was nice to have that same size, the, the three and three quarter inch, but they really haven't had much of a same you know, uh, appeal as the, as the star Wars figures. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens with this one. So anyway, all right, so let's get going here. All so, right. The book of Boba Fett chapter five. Return or as I like to call, uh, the I like, Mandalorian. I like right. to call it the Bobalarian. The Bobalarian. <laughs> um, and that's, we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, because I, like I said, off off camera, so to speak, uh, I have some things to say about this episode. First of all, let me just any caveat. Ooh, just froze on me. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh no. Well, uh, it looks like I don't know if this is if I'm recording. Oh, I just uh, lost there a minute. Uh, you said I, I see you now. I got caveat and that was it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. Um, just, you know, that caveat, I was going to say that I loved this episode. Okay. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a fun episode. So take that. So with what I'm going to say later on, you know, just remember that, that I did enjoy this episode. My question is before we get into the nuts and bolts of the episode, was was this though even though i think this is a great star wars show i mean this episode was a great star wars star wars tv 
but was it a good Boba Fett episode? Um, I'm going to say that, well, first of all, I'm going to say two things. And, uh, and, and, and I've, I have not been accused of being a, an apologist for Lucasfilm. It's not so much, but I don't think, I think that's just a matter of not enough people have heard me enough to say that. Uh, so maybe that'll happen, but I will yeah. say very, very plain and simply that, um, you know, legitimate complaints or criticisms, or even in your case, questions, um, you know, that, that warrant discussion like, like it does, uh, I don't have a problem with, I think that's fine. Okay. Um, but I would say that, you know, uh, th th there has been pretty much since 2015, uh, with the, with the Disney release of a first, uh, project with the force awakens, we knew you and I have said that there has been a divisiveness among people mm -hmm. who, who just, who, who have issues with this. And yeah. I, and, uh, and I just, you know, always like to say to them, look, you know, I liked, I like what I like. And, you know, I, I have simple tastes and, and maybe, and, and, but I don't think my tastes are that simple when it comes to Star Wars. I just, you know, there's just certain things that just things don't bother me as much, you know, but as far as whether or not this is a Boba Fett episode, um, I would have said no if Fennec Shan didn't appear at the end. Yeah. Yeah. With Fennec Shan's appearance. Now, I, and I, and I had a feeling that, you know, as I'm watching the episode, you know, I was going through, and by the way, I agree, you know, caveat. Loved the episode as well. Um, as I was watching the episode, and I realized that they were really the the, the the you know the whole Din Djarin appearance at the beginning, you know, I said okay to my back of my head. I'm like, all right, so they're 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 showing this whole scene with Din Djarin, you know, taking mm -hmm. care of these uh, you know Katuian butchers, and. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, so is it just going to be a moment like he's back to his bounty hunting? I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold. And they're going to cut to Book of Boba Fett. And then you're going to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Next I, kept, thing... I kept thinking that I kept each as each scene played out. I kept thinking, you know, like, like you said, you know, he's in the Klatuian butcher shop and he gets the bounty there. And I, okay, now it's going to cut to, you know, each each scene, I was like, okay, now they're going to bring him into. Now they're going to bring him in. Now I was like, yeah. And then I, it took about it took about about half, probably about halfway through before I realized I'm like, okay, this is just going to be straight Mandalorian. For me, it was right when he saw the armor. I said, okay, mm -hmm. this is just going to be a Mandalorian, straight up, pretty much Mandalorian story. Yeah. Uh, and again, one of the things I've learned about this show and the way this show unfolds is, and it doesn't always work this way, but when in you know and, and it's made up of really cool moments right all the way through you know, there's a cool scene or a cool s a setup or a cool you know just even cool scenery or whatever but only you have to wait for the episode to end to kind of sit back and say all right so how did this episode kind of tie everything together yeah and i believe that happened like that for the first episode, the second episode, the third episode. I felt the fourth episode, maybe in the middle of it, you started seeing how all the pieces tie together. And then I felt with this episode, once I realized, again, right when I saw the armor, I'm thinking, all right, there, there's a lot to unpack here with mm -hmm. the Mandalorian. There's a lot to unpack as to why he's there. And Lucasfilm, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they did not, they, they had a choice. And they made yeah. a conscious decision in that, uh, and it was a bold one. I won't mm. 
deny that. It was a bold decision. You know, they could have done the, oh, Mando's just going to show up on Tatooine in the ship, like he did at the very end, right? And, or, or, they, or, you know, like, but there was more to the story. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to have him just walking off the ship and then running into Boba Fett or Fennec Shan. Yeah. Instead, they wanted to kind of tell the story of how he got to that point. Mm-hmm. All right. He wasn't on Tatooine when we last saw Din Djarin. No. And he wouldn't be on Tatooine. There was going to be no reason for him to be on Tatooine. So he, he, he only went there to, to specifically, what was the last time he was there? Like in the earlier episodes of season two. Yeah, to to uh, to get you know I guess to go to Mos Pella or whatever to get his to get the armor right yeah so we're not to get the armor to find the man to find the other man find more of his kind that was his yeah reason. so so they had to explain that and either they were going to do it the way they did it or they were going to have to just trust that the audience would be okay like well where did why, why is Jeremy on Tatooine where did that come from so yeah. ra- and rather than tell that story quickly they decided to dedicate an episode to it and yeah i'm you know like think of it this way um what was the one uh hawkeye not that it's star wars related but hawkeye is a six episode arc yeah this is a seven episode arc so maybe it's a six episode arc with a little bit of mando yeah but i know i know a lot of people have said even people who have liked it have said that it felt more like a mandalorian season two trailer like that's what it felt like. Not it felt more like like this is not basically a man a Mandalorian season three trailer, but like okay, this is the you know kind of the early idea for what season three or season two of the man. See, so yeah, season three of the Mandalorian is going to be like. And that's fine. I mean, I have no you know if that I have no issue with that criticism. I just feel and, I mean, and this is something that yeah, it's. I don't even know if it should be considered a criticism, by the way. But no, yeah. no, not, it's not a criticism. But and other series have done this. This reminded me of something that a lot of series do, which is the backdoor pilot. Right. Which I mean, I know this isn't really a pilot, but it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing where you have an episode of the show that it's kind of a little bit different. You introduce some new characters, or you know, in this case, an old reintroduce an old character, and do a show that you know, really doesn't have anything, you know, Star Trek tried to do that with, um, okay, with, uh, in the original episode, original series, um, with a couple of their episodes where they tried to introduce Gary, Gary, something, Gary, something, I can't remember. Um, but, um, and even in sitcoms, you know, um, Oh yeah. Introduce the next door neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of like, right. Or, um, what was it? You know, Golden Girls had, had the characters from Empty Nest yeah. next door. Or uh, Tim Allen and uh, the Tool Man, uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. Remember that show, Soul Man? Remember that yeah. one with Dan Aykroyd? That was like a one season. One or yeah. Well, I mean, but I know a, a more, you know, popular example is there was a show um, back in the day, Different Strokes. Well, yeah, I remember. Strokes yeah. had a spinoff called. Um, I don't remember the spinoff for Different Strokes. The Different Strokes spinoff was, or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was. Um... I remember, I remember that uh, Happy Days had about five spinoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, but anyway, anyway, yeah. we're not talking about old no. 80s TV. That's what I say. Moving on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get that. All right. But again, I just, you know, at this point, by the time I, I get, you know, wrapped my head around it, which didn't take me too long. Yeah. I said, OK, I'm just going to enjoy the episode as is, because I do want to find out there was a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. And and now, you were really you were really setting up a lot of Mandalorian oh, yeah. storyline. Yeah. For the future, some some of it can be very. Uh, I don't want to say devastating, and I don't mean. I mean like very consequential, you know, oh, yeah. for for what's going on in the Star Wars universe at that time. Now, and it, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, um, one thing I heard somebody, one of the one of our the YouTube people that I watch, that he mentioned. I just want to get your thought on this because this isn't something I really thought about until was. When you have a scene in Star Wars where bringing in things that look like today's world into the Star Wars universe, he gave the example of when you walk into the, the when they're in the butcher shop, that looked more like a modern butcher shop as compared. He, he also used the idea of the, the sports bar in episode two. He's like that to him. And I kind of get where he's coming from. He thought that looked too modern, too like, you know, he something that looked more like you'd see today's world instead of something from a galaxy far, far away. Um, you know, he says, like, you look at the cantina, that looks very medieval. You look at Jabba's palace, again, that looks very medieval, very you know, old and castle as he's walking through. But then you have where he's walking, you know, the scene in episode two, obviously, where they're walking the sports bar. Do you see the televisions up on the screen? You're like, yeah, this is something I could see in today's world All instead right. of something from a galaxy far, far away. Again, not to, not to sound like an apologist, <laughs> but here's my answer. Here's my here. And again, my opinion, yeah. your opinion, we can, we can be, we can differ. This other person on YouTube has their opinion. It's fine. We're going to show you this. What do I have in my hand? It's a stapler. Right. So there if you look at the history of staplers okay and maybe i know this because my parents ran an office supply store for you know 20 years um they all pretty much look the same other than the fact that they used to be made of metal um they pretty much look the same right the design right. of a stapler hasn't changed much in like however many decades they've yeah. had staplers so i say that because you know the design of an item all right, the design of a space, the design of a door, the design, you know, it depends on what the, the use of it is. And the way I feel, the way I feel about it is that um, where is the story taking us? And the only thing that, that in that in that butcher room, the only thing that those I know what you're talking about. I know what you're the YouTuber's talking about. He's talking about those flaps that yeah. protect people. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, maybe they could have had a you know, double opening door, okay? But maybe what they wanted to, you know, maybe they wanted to actually bring a little real world to very quickly and very instantly without one word, without text or with anything else for you, the you the viewer, to know that that was a butcher shop, mm -hmm. albeit one in Star Wars, yeah. but a butcher shop, okay? Yeah. So that's basically what they were doing. And yeah. to me, all I cared about, all I cared about, let me just finish. Okay. To me, it was all about why is he there? Mm -hmm. Where is he going? Who's the bounty? Okay. And what's going to happen with all these other people in the room? Yeah. All right. Well, that, and you also had the, the, um, 
with with that with those you know sheet like that you could also get the silhouette you wouldn't have been able to get that with the, the exactly door. and that same silhouette even before you heard the little like screech that happens whenever the mandalorian's around you saw the beskar spear yeah. so you knew it wasn't boba fett and you knew it wasn't some other mandalorian that that was the key that and a few other things were the key little moments. So you needed that. So that was a clever way to tell a story. I didn't see that as uh, in yeah. world at all. But yeah. I would say this in saying in that same statement, I, I will put out my own. I don't want to say, you know, my own minor criticism. And that is that if you look at the concept art at the end and which I love, oh, my God, at, you know, being a parent of an artist, I just adore that they end each episode with the concept art. Mm -hmm. They do it for Mandalorian and they're continuing to do it for Boba Fett. But there is a the, the concept art of the butcher shop. You actually see the heads of creatures and their mm. nerfs, as in nerf herders. There's their yeah. nerfs. You can actually oh. see them hanging. So now maybe it was a little too grotesque. Maybe they couldn't figure out a way to do it without blood going everywhere in his Disney Plus show. But I kind of wish they would have had some level of understanding of that this. To me, the, the more than the doors, the flaps, the slabs of meat. I felt like I was in a Rocky movie, you know, and mm -hmm. and that to me was a little jarring. Although I did have to say I love the black saber slashing through it like it was a piece oh, of cake. Yeah. Um, I, but I would have after it wasn't even it didn't bother me until after it was over and I thought about yeah. it. I would have liked to have seen some thing to indicate that these were, what, mm -hmm. what creatures these were. But again, that was not integral to the story. No, no. You know what I mean? So that that's part of it. So now, um, that's how I, I also feel. noticed like you saw a much more visceral, a much more aggressive uh Mandalorian in this one. You know, it's almost like now that he doesn't have Grogu with him and he's back to just bounty hunting, he seems to be more like he didn't waste any time in cutting that poor Clotonian in half. And that's probably the most violent i we've seen star wars in a long time like just straight up just like oh he just cut that guy in half uh, yeah but uh, but that was somewhat provoked i mean you know yeah, it he, was. He, it he was. had seven people around him he even said i have no quarrel with you or whatever you know and and i think that or i think i think that was there unless that was later but that was um, later. That was yeah later. yeah you're right but yeah. but nonetheless i mean you know when he's surrounded, we've seen him even with Grogu in hand. Yeah. We've seen, you know, remember the first scene in the second, first scene in the second season when he gets the whistling birds out and little Grogu bloop, closes the thing because he knows what's coming, right? So yeah. I, we've seen him be aggressive. I think he's reverted back to it. I, mean, I mm -hmm. think that, you know, without that focus of little Grogu, uh, to you know, is you know thinking about being part of his clan. I do think he reverted back to what he was doing, but I also think that there was a lot going on. You know that whole business with the saber. I mean, it was so cool when he opened that when he turned that thing on. Even yeah. though he really wasn't successful with it. I mean, come on. He not yeah, only he did. Of, yeah, and I like that they showed that they showed that he has no idea how to wield this thing. And he hurt himself. Yeah. Like, you shoot your eye out, kid. You know, it was like, and, but I did, I did really like how there was this metaphorical and physical issue with the saber being too heavy. Yeah. Because he was, it wasn't one with it. And it's something we had seen if you'd watched Star Wars Rebels, 
Um, you know, Kanan was teaching Sabine to use it, and she was, you know, saying, you know, it's or in her case, it was actually going the other way. It was getting lighter because of, she was letting it, you know, becoming one with the saber type of thing. So, yeah, but that was um, an incredibly intense scene, um, and I appreciated it, and you know, I was I was there for it, and I thought that um, I got to say, Bryce uh, Dallas Bryce Dallas Howard, man, Dallas Bryce Howard, yeah, Dallas Bryce Howard. I couldn't remember which names, yeah. but she uh, she did an amazing job, and that I and, and, and a lot of talk really about really. wishing that she will uh, direct an, uh, a feature length film, and I hope it yeah, happens. That would, I would be I would be, I'd be a I'd be, I'd be that. I'd be there. I'd be there for I'd it. I'd be there for that. Yeah. All right. So then we got Boba Fett. Uh, or sorry, Boba Fett. Mandalorian. Excuse yeah. me. Din Jaren. Uh, you know, taking the head. Uh, you know, I like the way he he take all the you know got all the rest of the workers to just like go past him and go into the yeah into the uh, thing. No, what did we, you think of the space station that they were on? Almost. I was I was loving it. I mean, I was appreciating uh, the creativity behind that. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't say, you know, I would also say it's I it, it did to me spark. A lot of people talked about Elysium and all these other movies. I thought a Treasure Planet. Mm. I thought a Treasure Planet with um, even though a lot yeah. of people don't know that Disney that lesser known Disney film, but that was the moon. You know, I I I, I wasn't you know this took on took on a different kind of shape and stuff. And I thought that was a uh, pretty cool. I was I yeah. was enjoying that. Yeah, um, I liked it too. I just I appreciate the continued efforts of the Disney era creative artists coming up with new types of locations. You know, mm-hmm. I recognize that you know we have a lot of Tatooine and we have a lot of like Tatooine, like Jakku and things. But I also appreciate the things yeah. that they've done. Like in addition to this, like some of the other places that that um, they've come up with in the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. but what they've done in Rogue One and Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, I thought, you know, it's been it's been very creative. Yeah. So it's just they're continuing to push the bar. But you know, you can't have but again, there's something else to remind complainers who think that it doesn't look like Star Wars. I don't think that was a complaint for this section per, no, per se. No. But just saying, um, yeah, if you're gonna branch out and you're gonna build your world to other worlds and other types of looks, um, you know, you gotta accept the fact that it doesn't look like Star Wars until it's in it. Then it looks like Star Wars. You know, yeah. that's kind of how I take it. Yeah. That's and by the way, that's my reaction to all of the newness that happened in Episode Two with Coruscant and that Outlander bar with the new screens and everything. I, to me, or the or even in the last few episodes with the mods, I said, yeah. you know, it's 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 not in Star Wars until it's in Star Wars. Then it's in Star Wars. So, yeah. um, but. So yeah, there's that. So he's on that. What is the name of that? I forget the name of that. I don't uh, remember what they called it. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's on there. Um, goes in. Get that was a, anybody. Did you notice that whole scene with uh, Din Djarin going in to bring down, bring bring the head, collect his bounty, leave and go on in the elevator with the guy mm-hmm. that looked at him. All one scene, one uncut mm-hmm. two two or like two and a half minutes or something. That's pretty impressive. Wow. That Again, is Bryce Dallas. Good job. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and then, of course, we get, and this was the, my biggest surprise when I saw the the armor. Was we both looked, me and my wife looked at each other, and I was just like, I just kind of thought she lived. How did oh, she made it out? I oh, think my. she. No, I never had a doubt. Never had a yeah. doubt in my mind that she lived, just mm-hmm. because of the way she the she made quick work of those stormtroopers with nothing more yeah. than tools. Forget mm-hmm. it. But I did find it 
kind of sad that it was just her and that other guy and and the, her, and yeah. the, the Vizsla by played Vizsla. by John Favreau. Uh, yeah. And then poor, and then he Vizsla, he's like fighting Din Djarin again just because he wants a saber. But yeah. I understand that because understand. his saber was from his family, right? So that yeah. was different. That was different than what happened last time. <laughs> but poor Dan Jaren. First, he has to fight the. He has to try to figure out how to do this saber. He can't figure it out. He wants to. He gives the best guard um, spear. Spear melts it down for some kind of a thing to give to Grogu. And I loved how the little package looked like Grogu. That was cute. Yeah. And then he's got a. He can't. He can't. He's still not able to fight with this sword because it's too heavy. I love how he falls off the thing. And he, like, good goodness, he has a jetpack to get, yeah. get back up. And then Vizsla challenges him for it and almost wins. Mm-hmm. But, but then, and then, and then, if that's not bad enough, I as soon as the armorer said, "Have you ever removed your helmet?" I'm like, "Oh no, like, oh, oh." First thing, just lie, then just lie. Yeah, he doesn't do that. That's not him, you know? Yeah, that's not the way. It's not the way. But the problem is, I don't know if the way is really the way at this point. That's true. This is you know? true. Now I, he's... Love, I loved how they, because one of the questions that was asked of uh, the Mandalorian was, like, they, they was one, was with the Darksaber. Because a lot of people would say, like, well, um, Bo-Katan got the dark saber and she didn't win it in battle. She was handed it to it by Sabine, and that was the question. Is like, so how does that work out? And they explained it. Yeah. In this one, like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I I do appreciate the the way that they are really trying to connect all of these things without getting too wordy and too mm-hmm. expositionally you know too exposition like to uh make it happen but uh i you know but there's a lot there's a lot of ramifications with this i mean it sounds to me like he wants to go after not just see grogu he wants to get him away from luke i don't know how true that is i but... get the, i think i think what we're setting up in the mandalorian we're setting up that the for better for better term death watch the watch are going to be the main antagonists for him. They're going to be the ones that I think that's kind of what they're setting up. Um, is... Well, the problem, but you think of it this way though: the problem is too that there's so few left mm-hmm. that I don't know what they're hoping to accomplish. Like, who are they fighting? Yeah. So there's I, a lot. There's a lot that needs to be fleshed well, out. Well, I mean, if and they really establish establish them as being a very quasi religious. Especially at the end when, uh, when uh, Vizla Vizla calls him an apostate, and it was like, yeah. okay, you're setting up, you know, just who? And I think that uh, Vizla is going to be like the person, one of the big people that he's going against. Yeah, because but here's the thing: like you've got Death Watch, and you've got his own clan, you know, sect of the Mandalorian, you know the. But the ones that never remove their helmets. Yeah. But but here he is, and then you've got the Jedi, who on the one hand were total enemies from the from the from the armorer side of things. Yeah. You've got you've got that story saying that the Jedi were were enemies of Mandalore. But then you've got the Bo Katan side that's saying, you know, he got Din Djarin, she got Din Djarin in touch with, with a Jedi, with yeah. Ahsoka. So they're on good terms, or at least semi-good terms, and 
and and you got these this sect of the Mandalorians with Bo-Katan, Koska Reeve, and those groups that can take their helmets off at will and freely, and it doesn't affect anything. Versus this other side that wasn't like that, but that's everything he's known. You know, this a he's going to be conflicted, and he's going to oh, have yeah. to make some choices. So I don't know who the bad guy is going to be. I don't know who. And the bad you guy. also found out you find out that Moff Gideon is still alive. Right. Oh, he's and in, yeah. I, yeah, and then so there's all of this stuff that that needs to be resolved. There's a lot going on, and there's there has been some chatter that says that maybe the armor could end up being the antagonist because maybe the un, you know there's the, the new rock stars was talking about how there's a, there's a there's you know wiggle room here for the armor to have made uh you know maybe to be telling her side of the story without knowing the full thing, including the whole night of a thousand tears. We don't know exactly how that's working, but. And I did love I love that scene of seeing the the you know the vision of the the attack on Mandalore and the, seeing the Tie bombers again flying. Yeah, down I know. And the, that, the two droids. At first, I, I, didn't, just, I didn't get that at first. I did yeah, not yeah. get that at first. I thought, oh, that looks. I know they said it was very uh, derivative or maybe inspired by is a better term, uh, Terminator Two, Terminator uh, or two, Terminator yeah. movies. And I was like, oh, that. They're really going after it. Then I really let, then I then I looked again. And I'm like, oh wait, those are K2 droids. So Which makes sense, like that they would do that after you have a, a, a planet that's been devastated by, you know, basically the, you could tell those were nuclear bombs. Yeah, radiation. So, you'd send in robots and right, droids to take to do the mop up, but mop up, yeah. So yeah, that was fantastic, and it was great to see that. Although you know. It's devastatingly sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I'm I'm not a war movie buff. I you know, so I don't mind just getting slight. I prefer more storytelling and less. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of action and fighting and stuff like that. But you know, just that very de- that's that seems very one sided. <laughs> so, but I guess it had to be. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, so anyway. So that gets him. Where does he go next? Uh, he oh. Goes back to Tatooine, and I'm loving. I love him getting on the ship. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Now you could tell me, and you know, just speaking of what you were saying earlier, you could tell me—not you personally, but any any complainer can tell me uh, that you know. Well, it's too real world. I mean, this is like going to the airport. I'm like, it's exactly why it's hysterical and yes. what makes it relatable, especially for him now. And I love the I love someone I believe it was uh, it wasn't New Rockstars it was um, Screen Crush but I I thought this was funny that he said something to the effect of you know in in a New Hope you know Tatooine was you know the you know, if there's a if there's a bright star to the ga- to the center of the galaxy then Tatooine is the place furthest from it right so now it's like oh I guess it's like the hot spot of the galaxy now everybody's going to Tatooine. Well, I, I I agree with that statement to a point, but I also think that I liked the fact that the the RX droid that was on wherever that planet, wherever that 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 yeah. ribbon thing was, was very clean and nice and working properly. And then the droid, the same version, just different color paint scheme in Tatooine was broken. Yeah. <laughs> so it just shows you that you know you do you know the, the level, the quality is a little bit. Uh, less in those outer rim places. I so. knew the joke they were going to go the minute he said, you know, told the the droid told him that he had to leave his weapons there. I knew it was going to be the the whole joke trope of the this this this. this I love how he dumped the whistling birds, even you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, 
yeah, just I mean, it was just a lot of fun. And then I loved them on the on the sh- on the starship, you know, with the little the little Rodian, you know, waving yeah. at him. I mean, we've all had that. Uh, I was waiting. The only joke I was waiting for them to do with the uh, the, the 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 leaving the weapons is him to take out like a couple of couple of blasters and his, and then the droid just look at him like, and like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know that was funny. That's great. So, so he's back in Tatooine, and he heads. And who does he go to? He goes to Pelmo. good old Amy Sedaris, Peli Mato. Oh Pelimato. my! Oh my yes. God! That I want a series with her, and I yeah. want it to be half an hour long, and I want it to be a sitcom because yeah. I I love it when she talks. My favorite part was got me was her talking about having a Jawa for a boyfriend. Oh my God! A boyfriend. That, I was that's- like. That's what's all. Or like, hey, everybody, it's Mando, you know. And then look who's back, and all the droids are like, because they know he doesn't, you know. But no, I, I, I'm being. Listen, I'm being 100 percent serious. I, I'll tell you, I've been. Um, I'm also a Star Trek fan. I know some people think that's sacrilegious, but I am. Uh, and I have been absolutely. My favorite Star Trek right now is Lower Decks. Yeah. I have been absolutely adoring Lower Decks. I, love I think Lower it's, Decks. it's hysterical for Star Trek fans, but also very much uh, appreciated, you know, in universe and very mm-hmm. much appreciated. It's a, it's a love letter to Star Trek, particularly Next yeah. Generation, but everything. Yeah. And I thought to myself, the minute I saw her talking about dating a Jawa, really furry. And then that little thing she did, like, <laughs> like that. I said, I want, I want, here it is Lucasfilm, if this finds its way to you. I want a half hour situational comedy, okay? But with with Amy Sedaris uh, leading it as as Pelly, and she's in her shop with her droids and her Jawas, and each week we get some new weird character that comes in and needs something done with a ship or this or that, and she helps out and she make, you know does things and some and weirdness and hilariousness ensues. Yes. And it doesn't have to have any strong or weak bearing on any overlying timeline or storyline. Mm-hmm. You can maybe bring in some some characters from the movies that can have a little little bit of cameo or short interaction with her. But that's it. Do that. So I'm hoping that they yeah. do that. But I maybe they won't. But it's just and, hysterical. it was hysterical. Yeah. And I just when she pulled when she said she has a new ship, and I was like, what? At first I thought it's like. That looks like a pod racer. What is that? I I agree. I, my yeah. first thought, my first thought before I even thought it was a pod racer, I thought it was one of the ships from Resistance, from that cartoon, yeah. the racers. Which I would. My first reaction to that was like, okay, that's cool, but that is a deep cut because most people yeah. did not watch that show. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, hmm, are they really going to go there? But no, it was a. Then when I saw the, it was a Naboo Starfighter. I was like, "Ooh!" I saw, I, I saw it when she pulls it out. And I kind of saw the, I saw it first saw the a little outline, so a little like, bit of the, yeah, and a little yellow. Then, I, you know. I saw the, that was what gave it away for me. I saw the yellow, I'm like that's a Naboo Star Starfighter. That's a Naboo yeah. Starfighter. I'm like, no, that Ooh. was fa- that was fantastic. And, and then and, name dropping the uh, Galactic Republic. Well. In one sentence, you know, she was talking about the Naboo Starfighter, and she's like, "This thing, you get this thing souped up and go faster than a father." And I'm like, "Holy, you!" He was she in one sentence. She talked. She she gave a shout out to the to the prequels, to the sequels, and to the original trilogy with like 
I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That was yeah. fantastic. Well done. Well written. So, yeah. um, yes. and, and, and I like the little montage of, you know, building it up, build, you know, fixing up the ship. Mm-hmm. And, that was good. And then, then her test driving it was just hysterical. Yeah, and of his, course, you yeah. get, yeah, yeah, poor Mando can't get from one side of this galaxy to the other without getting stopped <laughs> by, you know, getting pulled over by the by space bubble, cops. Yeah, by space, space cops. cops. Now, uh, did you know? I mean, obviously, we knew the one actor who was who was reprising his role, um, mm-hmm. Captain Carson. But the other part, character, did you know the other um, pilot? Did you know who that was? I. I met, I heard it mentioned, but I can't remember. It was uh, Lieutenant. It was a character name was Lieutenant Reed. It was played by Max Lloyd Jones, who was the body double for Luke That's Skywalker. Right. Luke, he was Luke Skywalker. He was and, the Luke Skywalker. And looking at his face, man, I'm like, wow, they they really did keep his eyes because his eyes were like. I mean, you couldn't really tell in the you know. In that, I'm just looking at his headshot, but when you looked at the you know, didn't really pick it up when you were to yeah. look at him in the in the scene. But that was great. Even Rob, they brought the actor back to do that. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I loved. I loved. I loved the uh, the way they shot it too. From because if you think about it, the only place a camera would be able to fit in the cockpit was right where you saw it. Was right between kind of right between the legs, looking up, so you're seeing. Him, you know, yeah, you know, and like, as opposed to how they, you know, you would usually shoot fighter pilot scenes where it's either from the point of the pilot behind or you know from the side or something like that. You know, it was like the camera was like right, right here, looking straight up. And I also like it was interesting how they had him driving it, like with the two things like that. I thought that was interesting. Well, I remember that from when Anakin was trying to figure out how to operate the thing. I remember yeah. him like pushing forward or pulling back or whatever. So yeah, they were pretty accurate with the whole of the, when they're starting stopping thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was loving that. And, and just, but it, you know, by this time I'm totally in, engrossed in this film in this mini movie. And, you know, he finally goes back and I love, how was it? Wizard. Wizard. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I got that. I'm like, there's so much sequel prequel love in this in this episode. Uh, it is like, it like is so just so much. It's like finally all, all us geeks that were like, you know, the prequels were fun. I don't know why people are so upset. We're like, yes, yes, redemption. Not that we really need it, but it's okay. So uh and then we finally finally, the last two minutes, we get Fennec, who yeah. is the is the and as I said, with Fennec's appearance, I felt okay. We had to tell this story to get Mando to Tatooine because he doesn't hang out there. And we had to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, utilizing um, uh, Peli as as kind of like the glue that connected the two. And then Fennec off, you know, was doing what we figured she was going to do. And that was to hire Mando for Mm -hmm. some muscle. I thought it was very interesting that he would, he said it was for free. He gave the money yeah. back. I find that extremely interesting. It makes me wonder. This is my own, you know, theory head canon. Uh, it makes me wonder if, in fact, we're going to see the Mandalorian as we know him form his own clan with Boba Fett. Mm. Like maybe, maybe seeing the fact that he's got the Bo Katan thing over here, maybe there's going to be some conflict there. But there'll be other conflict with, like he's already had. With Visla and with, um, and with the armor saying he had to go to these underground waters or springs or whatever, yeah. and 
and we'll see maybe that'll help kind of clear his mind and you know maybe going back to see if grogu is okay with luke and is that working is it not working he might end up forming his own clan so with, yeah. with Mandalorian and who maybe maybe Chandrilla, the whatever his name is, or Chrysanthem, Chrysanthem will uh, be part of it, and all these other characters yeah. that we're going to see over the next two episodes, mm. and Fennec, and mm. they'll have their own kind of. He'll he'll create his own tribe as Mandal yeah. as, uh, as Boba Fett says. So, yeah. I I can't. I I don't uh, know. I will say I, this: it's a it's head It's not an expectation. It's just. I'm yeah. going to let the next two episodes unfold and looking forward to it. So. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, I think we can kind of wrap things up. I, overall, like I said, I loved it. Thought it was just a really fun episode. Um, and looking forward to chapter six of The Mandalorian next week. And we will be back here to talk about that and give our thoughts, opinions, um next week however before that there is this monday is going to be a very special episode of war of the stars we are going to be celebrating on monday star wars podcast day is that this coming monday is january 31st or is it the next monday it's february. the sep- it's uh that's, february 7th that is in a week and a half that's not this monday. okay next monday okay. so yeah. that's coming up this next monday but still um, let's talk a little more about that what is that again well, this is the celebration of the very first Star Wars podcast back in 1999. Um, and we did this last, they did this last year. There was about 80 podcasts that set up for it. And let me look up, see how many, if I can find out how many are in for this year. I think it's about the same. It's, it's a lot. So we're scheduled to be in there, right? Yes, yes, we're okay. scheduled. Because um, now is that do what? What do you know? What the first who who was the first podcast? Do we know who that was? Uh, I do. I do. I'd have to look it up. Um, I'm not sure myself. There is a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there. So anybody listening to us, thank you for taking the time, because you could probably listen on an endless loop. And get the week and get weekly. Oh yeah, for twenty four so, hours. As of weekly as content. Of, uh, February, as of three days ago, the count was up to seventy six podcasts that are going to be a part of this. Wow, that's cool. Um, uh, yeah, um, and a bunch of a uh, bunch of us from Red Five um, will be standing by. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I see, I see us. I don't know if you can. Um, oh, there we are. War yes. of the Stars. Awesome. Uh, so we got like a bunch of different, uh, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure what the name of it was. Um, but anyway, it's the anniversary of the first Star Wars podcast. I thought, uh, because this is a something that someone was said on the Red 5 Twitter chat of about talking about expectations in star wars and hmm. is it good to have you know is it okay to have expect you know when we go into watching a star wars movie or a star wars tv show to have certain expectations or should we just go in being like 
whatever happens happens i'm happy with whatever happens or so i think that is a the topic that we can mull over and talk yeah. about for for uh star wars podcast day so we're going to be talking about expectations within star wars i think that's great i like that idea and i'll i'll, I'll ponder i have a i have a lot i have a, a lot i can contribute to that i think okay my, at least with my own background but um yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, trying to think of uh, if there was anything else. Um, so next week, I do know that, uh, that you know that we normally drop on it. We normally live record on a Thursday. I don't think that's going to be yeah, able to happen. Not. We may have to do so if we do it next week at all. We may have to do it earlier. Right. So, but we'll, but you and I will communicate about that. Yeah, we will. We will. Anyway, all right, so. so we will. Uh, what? Why don't you tell the people out there once again where they can find you at? When, well, when I'm not uh, here doing War of the Stars, I am on YouTube with a unboxing show called Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show, and uh, we've been doing a really lot, well, a lot of fun. We've had, we've, I've been doing a lot of unboxings from uh, a lot of holiday-related stuff that has finally kind of come to an end. And uh, with the start of the new year came a few new uh, releases. Things are coming in the mail that I can unbox, and uh, on on the channel. I also have an upcoming trip. One of the reasons why we can't record next week uh, on, on our normal night is I'll have another trip to Batu, Batu East, and we'll see what's going on down there in the early part of 2022. And I will report back with the channel. You can re look for me on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. Uh, and you can, as I, again, check out the channel. The episodes drop Wednesdays and Sundays. And you can re if you want to reach out to me, email me at DarthTuba77 at gmail.com all right Excuse me. as for us right here you can of course email us at war of the stars one at gmail.com that is the best place to get a hold of us or on twitter our twitter handle is also war of, at war of the stars one uh we do a lot of um just fun stuff in there in fact we just did a recent poll uh i asked the question is the Book of Boba Fett good? Are you enjoying the Book of Boba Fett? I was going to say, what's the poll been? What's the answer been? I believe I answered that. I think probably you did. Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, I, um, well, is it the one where you said over halfway through the Book of Boba Fett, what do you think so far? Yes. Well, 61% says they love it. Uh, 28% I like it, but it has issues. 11% <laughs> said it's okay, and 0% say it's horrible. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you know, I think it's a good a good margin. I I think that the it's okay, but it has. I think you could say that about any really any series that there's no perfect movie, there's no perfect you know you can find stuff in anything to nitpick about if you really really want to. And you know what? So, and, I, and I do have another thought about that too. And I guess this is something we could say for the for Monday, yeah. but for the Monday episode. But I'm gonna um, I'm just gonna put it out here, and we'll we'll we can expand on it later. Yeah. You know, I do think that there, it, there, you know, every person is different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's something in this world that is really I don't know. We as a society are having a hard time grasping that that just because something might not make sense to you. It doesn't mean that another person 
it might make perfect sense. Or if something that isn't important to one person might not be extremely important to another person. It, it, it seems very, uh, and this is kind of a general thing, it seems rather um, short-sighted of any human being to to say, well, just because this is how I feel, and therefore everybody should feel that way. And it's like, no, that's that doesn't work in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's true that sometimes we get into things where people make false claims and beliefs that are not true that are that have been proven to be not true you know whether we're talking politics or any or or sports or movies or anything else it could it could fall that's one thing but if it's just something that you know if someone says i like this because of that that, 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 or i don't like this because of that that, 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 you know sometimes we have to learn to tolerate each other's viewpoint and understand that Mm -hmm. all right that's the way it is but there's also a difference between not liking something and nitpicking at something. Sometimes nitpicking is just a sign of, you know, respect and love and care and passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand I'm not what I would call a huge nitpick. I'll tell you a nitpick one that I always had, which was this, um, it, you know, it's a minor thing, but I'll tell you real, real quick. Uh, and again, you know, me, a lot of times it has to do with music. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. I didn't mind the movie. I loved the movie, particularly the last like 45 minutes of it were just, yeah. epic. but uh, during that 45 minutes, there was the scene early on when uh, Anakin and Padme go back to Geonosis and they get caught in the droid making factory and the Geonosians are attacking them. Well, we, if you know behind the scenes, that whole thing was shot way late. It was a complete add in by Lucas mm-hmm. later on. Right. That's why you can watch some of the footage. I mean, it's just the two of them running around blue blue boxes and blue screens. And I think at one point you even got Padme looking at George like, this is a sick joke. I can't believe you're making me do this. You know, so it was kind of funny to watch it that way. But what I was getting at, though, is music. They had no music for this. John Williams wasn't able to write anything because it wasn't it didn't exist. So what do they do? They they dug up some older music that maybe that they didn't use as many clips with. Not a problem. Got that. Except they used Yoda's theme. So I'm sitting here watching Anakin, you know, slice up battle droids and battle droid parts and Geonosis. I'm like, why is this Yoda's theme? So I don't get it. And and the thing is, they keep going. They keep using Yoda's theme. Same thing happened in Rise of Skywalker at the very end when they're all hugging at the end of the whole thing. And I'm like, and I hear a little bit of Yoda's theme. And I'm like, where's Yoda? Why is Yoda's theme being played and I'm not hearing Yoda? Or not seeing Yoda is he is he a, is he a spirit somewhere? No. Why yeah. are they using Yoda's name? Now, did that mean I hated the movie? No. Did no. that mean I hate I even disliked the movie? No. no. It was just a minor nitpick right. because I love the music of Star Wars and that's it. So you know All what right. I mean? That's kind of something we could talk more right. about that. Sorry, right. yeah. Uh, so where was I? Oh yeah, Twitter. Uh, sorry, War the, uh, War the Stars <laughs> One. Sorry. Uh, okay. No, mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went. I went um, off there. <laughs> if you want to support us, we got Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. Also, check out our merch store, uh, our Spreadshirt store. It's Spreadshirt.com forward slash war dash of dash the dash stars. <sighs> mm. Yikes. That's a lot. Uh, there's a link in our on our Twitter, Twitter page and on our Anchor page, which you can he- check us out every week. If you're not able to check us out live here on Facebook, on our Facebook live post, you can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash War of the Stars or checking us out on our Spotify. 
we're also on Apple Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Cast, anywhere you find fine podcasts, you can check us out there. Uh, we really appreciate all. Ooh, the support he's you guys have given us. And with that being said, remember. Oh, are you back? I'm back. I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> okay. So remember. Okay. <gasps> this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Oh. Until next time, this is the way. Till the spires, everyone. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo.